Big Fluff. has rooted signature beers in the heart of Boston since 1984. So who better to try out our new Jacko Pumpkin Boston Ale than real Bostonians? You know, it's got that great Sam Adams taste, but the pumpkin flavor really kicks it up a notch. I love Sam Oktoberfest, but I think this might even be better. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What the f*** is that? Okay, this is the perfect beer for sweater weather. All right, let's try this for real. I like that. I'm not really a beer drinker, but this might change that. This is the kind of beer somebody brings to a party at your house, and then it just like sits in the fridge for like eight months. And then one day your buddy comes over and he's like, hey, you got a beer? And I'm like, well, you know, I got this pumpkin. So you drink it, and it, you know, gets you a buzz. Oh, come on. I'm coming. You've been sitting there for half an hour, and I'm enjoying myself. You know, you're just like your mother. Logan, I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio, and with me, your sensei of spooky season, <laughs> Lars Periwinkle. Ooh. Yeah, it just—I I see it more and more. Like since we talked about it, it's everywhere. It's—it is clearly oh, yeah. the meaningless phrase that everyone has latched on to. <laughs> I don't—I don't get it. I also, speaking to the power of this show, I don't know if you saw after uh, our last show, we talked about The Simpsons. Uh, they did it again. Um, I was very excited to hear fireworks going off in uh, California because, you know, there's no uh, threat of any fire here uh, yeah. the other day as the uh, Dodgers uh, both won, you know, they advanced uh-huh. uh, and they stole the Simpsons time slot. They did both of those oh, things <laughs> at the same time. So they announced. I, yeah. I didn't even know that was the Simpsons time slot, if I'm being honest. Yeah, no, I was tracking it because, uh, I, like I said, I watch it every year and I saw that it was reschedule. It's been rescheduled to November 1st. So ah. we did it again. Very, very lame. Also lame that, oh, the Dodgers won again, I guess. Oh, yay. Dodgers, National League champions, uh, again. I, I'll i put it the way that I saw it on Twitter, which is sadly true for me as well, which is, uh, and I wish I wrote down the person, but someone tweeted that, uh, oh, cool, the place where I got COVID tested made it to the finals. <laughs> Which Molly and I actually did that uh, when we were... You went to Dodger Stadium for some COVID testing? Yeah, it was fun. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. Drive through COVID testing. You swab yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, drive through. Do they give you a little batting helmet with some ice cream in it? <laughs> I wish. That would be amazing. <laughs> was there nachos in it? The fact... You know, you you raise a good point, and I, it's kind of baffling that they didn't... I'm surprised they didn't have... Because you basically just drove through the parking lot uh, in, like, a... You know, as as our British friends would call it, through a queue, you know, they... Uh-huh. But in your uh-huh. car. You, so, you stay in your car the whole time, and you drive through this, like, labyrinth, uh, you know, yeah. shiny hedge oh, maze. There was a queue in the car park. Yeah, oh, right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and and unfortunately, we had left all our snacks in the boot, so we weren't able uh-huh. <laughs> to get out and get to them. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a good, well, it's a good thing you didn't leave them under the bonnet or else they would be, <laughs> be melted. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I think they missed a golden opportunity, the vendors there, of like you could drive through, get COVID testing, and then if you want to stop at concessions, 
get some of those. Look, I, you know, at the time, because this was like, you know, LA's still not doing great uh, COVID numbers wise, but this was like at the height where we were. Uh, we wanted to be responsible. We wanted to get tested. And like the only place you could get tested was at Dodger Stadium. But uh, but I, I think I might have bought some nachos. If I, I mean, you were stuck in that line for a while. So, you know, I, I might have, you know, put a guy with yeah. a face shield like with <laughs> the. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you. <laughs> I thought you were saying you didn't remember if you had or not. No, we were in that line for so long. I may have bought nachos. No, I, I really yeah. don't know. No, if they set a guy up. I would have. You know, get a commemorative oh, totally. Dodger helmet uh, set of yeah, nachos. Look, I can I can tell you that whatever situation I'm in, um, if I'm standing in a line, there's a chance I will buy concessions from someone. If you just want to be a, a like a hot pretzel guy who just kind of like walks around the bank, uh, hot pretzel? Yes, sir. I would like a hot pretzel and some of that melted cheese. Thanks. Yeah, that it's really funny because like. That that's the kind like I don't know what the what they're calling cheese at stadiums is, but I only mm-hmm. want it at live events. That's the only time mm-hmm. I want to to eat that quote unquote cheese, but it's really good. Yes, I want it to be in a horrible plastic container. <laughs> I want to like maybe cover it in some some circular <laughs> salty tortilla chip, like way too salty tortilla chips. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, that's the only flavor that they have is just salt. Like, they know that they're yes. covering up the salt. fact that you're... And the only shape they have is circle. Like, honestly, yeah. I hardly ever have circular tortilla chips. But if, if I'm eating them, it's at a movie theater or at a at a stadium. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. So uh, I'll, stand there. I'll stand there and listen to Guar <laughs> and eat my nachos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, um, it's funny too. This is all the, the talk of concession stances reminded me of, uh, one of my favorite bits, uh, that was during the David Tennant era of Doctor Who was mm. when they would go somewhere and he would talk about wanting to, to put a little shop, that they should just add a little shop to wherever. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good. They add, they add a little shop. Yeah. That was a good Russell T. Davies era Doctor Who bit. That I enjoy. That's good stuff, and honestly, it's a good su- suggestion for damn near anything mm-hmm. because you know, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, big business building. What's at the bottom? Little shop. Yeah, of course, gotta have a little shop down there. People need stuff. Man, I will say, like one of the best days recently that Molly and I had is we were out running some errands, and uh, <laughs> there's no other way to put this except to say that we were near the fancy Ralphs. You know, not mm. not our normal day to day Ralphs. There's a nicer Ralphs that if you're like mm-hmm. out a little, you know, a little further from from where we live. Uh, so we were like, I guess we'll like pick up some stuff at the fancy Ralphs. And uh, there was a food truck, the Kogi food truck that I really love uh-huh. happened to be at the Ralphs, the fancy Ralphs. And that <sighs> that was a good day, my friend. There haven't been a lot of good days in 2020. But oh. let me tell you. Food truck at the fancy Ralph. Yeah, it was living the dream. This you know, is, when I came out, is, uh, I think it took us a while, but this is now an, a podcast. Now we're a yeah. podcast. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, when I when I packed up all of my stuff and I drove drove out west, never did I dream, my friend, that I'd be eating the Kogi <laughs> food truck at a fancy Ralph's. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I guess. We have to keep talking now. <laughs> well, I, hey, I, I've got, I got something for you here. Uh, I, you know, this is kind of, I, I want to have a discussion. We look, we're two weeks away from an election. I don't know if everyone's aware of that or not. Uh, that's Uh-oh. a, that's a thing that's happening. Don't want to get too political, but there's an election happening. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I actually don't, I, I don't do, I, if you were re- quickly reaching, don't worry. We, we're still the dumb idiot podcast where we don't say anything of importance. But what I do want to talk about is uh, impressions of Donald Trump. Because, uh-huh. uh, you know, we're four to five years into the uh, just constant barrage of this guy on our television yeah. sets. And, I, you know, it hits me that, like... There haven't really been a lot of very good Donald Trump impressions, you know, mm. like it, it's weird. I, I don't know what it is. I think that maybe it's just because he uh, 
doesn't talk like anyone else. Like there is no other human being that has the cadence or like speech pattern that that he has that like, you know, there's been blips. There's the uh, you got to help me out. Who's the one guy that was like the first guy that Tony um, guy that uh, does the impression that used to do. It was like him and the guy who did uh, it was it James Domian who did Bernie Sanders. They would do debates like. For, oh, that's right. Yeah. James and Domian would do Bernie Sanders. I don't I don't remember who. It's like Tony Amaduk or something. Or I'm oh, probably butchering up. that last name. But but I know that guy. He was like the early one. You had like Daryl Hammond doing like a very early SNL. Obviously, oh, SNL. Right like logged on to you know they they latched on to alec baldwin at some point but i i feel like nobody really captures what he sounds like now which i don't think he sounded like four years ago i think you know four years on the job i think alec they latched on to alec baldwin because he has the same exact like head and body shape of Donald Trump, yeah. like he fills out a suit the exact same way. Well, and I, I think Alec Baldwin was a good choice four years ago. Like I understood why they did it. I, I don't think he really. It, it's a weird thing where I watch because I still watch SNL. I watched like the cold uh-huh. opens that they're doing now, and <laughs> I think we're at a point where he makes Donald Trump sound more reasonable than he is. <laughs> Because his Trump is like sort of cool, you know, like he has a like, you know, very laid back delivery. Um, You still watch SNL though? Like you watch all 90 minutes of SNL? I mean, the next day on Hulu where you can like fast forward and stuff. Oh, okay. I'm not watching it in real time. Holy hell. I'm not going to disparage anyone who works on that show, but like I... I do not. <laughs> Look, the the thing that I would say, it's pretty rough, man. The thing that I would say for SNL is, yeah, it's easy, it's an easy target to say that that it is, uh, you know, often not as good as it was in the past. Uh, okay. I I think. <laughs> Are, I, are there guns trained at you right now? No, no, no. I'm just trying to be <laughs> honest because, like, I know it's an easy punching bag and it's an easy punching bag for a reason. But and I will say that there's a, a myriad of reasons that they've annoyed me this year. One being that, like, it's really funny to watch them try to make fun of Trump for not wearing masks while having a very irresponsible live television show with an audience uh-huh. where you bring in a new guest every week. Like, uh-huh. you know, I. <laughs> I'm no scientist, but I would think an uncontrolled environment where celebrities are invited in every week and also there's a crowd is probably a really hard situation to control from a viral standpoint. When you add in the fact that it's in a very small room where everybody sits an inch from each other for an hour and a half. But that's my opinion. Yeah, in New York City. In New York City, where it's I don't know if you know this, but they've had some issues with COVID there. Uh, But all of that to say. Uh, I, I still think there's been really good sketches recently. Like there's usually enough that something really cracks me up. I mean, the, the Ryan Gosling, um, uh, uh, why am I blanking on the name? The, the sketch that he did about, uh, Avatar using Uh the font, the, um, papyrus. Ah, font. Like, okay. That sketch is in the last few years. It's a fantastic sketch. Like, oh, okay, I didn't see it. You should see no. it. It's really good. Okay, I'll it's check a, it out. Yeah. I watched I watched their two quarantine episodes because I was just I was for the first time I watched I was curious as to how they were going to do it, and the second one was all, well. First, I had fuck all else to do, right? <laughs> but also just like you see what let's see what they do it with it again. It was kind of interesting, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess you know what, man, you don't have to defend that shit to me. I shouldn't. Yeah. Have, I shouldn't have even questioned you about it. I, I was just surprised because I didn't think you watched SNL. I I will say because we didn't really talk about it when it happened. Like I, the the biggest problem with SNL is it's law. Like it's become such a like commodified entity. You know, it's it's oh like SNL. You watch SNL in the seventies and it was like it's a bunch of people on cocaine doing really like avant garde comedy. Yes, you know, indeed. and it's yes, indeed. now it's become a brand. It's become way safer. I it annoys me yeah. constantly that like they're known for parodying Trump, but like it's pretty toothless. Like it's pretty one to one, honestly. Yeah. Like he just all they do is like do, like Alec Baldwin just says stuff that Trump said. That's that's the bit at this point. 
But which you know sometimes that's an that's enough. But the, the thing that was always the thing about SNL was it would push the envelope. It would have yeah. teeth. It, it would just but you know kind of put caution to the wind and not do safe comedy. You know, there's, right. there's plenty of there's plenty of safe comedy, and some of it's good and some of it's bad. But you tune in because what the fuck are they going to say this week? And that 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 hasn't happened for quite some time. But at least it was. It was funny before you could do it and be funny, and now, and now I don't want they don't want to take any risks. Well, you know? and that's uh, the reason I brought that up too is to say that they recently Bill Burr hosted, and you could tell because like it's I think it's the first thing to happen recently that actually was even remotely edgy. It was just Bill Burr yeah. uh, did a monologue where he did stand up, yeah. and it's just what you would expect Bill like if you know Bill Burr and you know his stand up, it's not even. You wouldn't blink at it. You would have been like, yep, that sounds like his material. But like I was he- I was excited. Bill Burr's on there. So I watched his monologue. It was super short and also it's so goddamn tame. And even then the audience yeah. is ooh. Like this is Bill Burr. Like you invited Bill Burr to the show, you neutered him, and you're still going, ooh. No, but that's that's what hit me is like I woke because like I said, I, I watch it, you know, on Sunday. And so I woke up to like looking at Twitter and everyone was like, Bill Burr, like, oh, my God, I Bill Burr this, you know, and people like calling it out. And then I watched it. I was like, this is man, you guys should watch anything else that Bill Burr's ever done. Yes. Yeah. When when Bill Burr is in like a movie or a TV show about stand up comedy and he has some sort of fictitious set he's doing at Caroline's or something, <laughs> it's way worse than this. I'm pretty, that was edited. I'm pretty sure his character on The Mandalorian was edgier. Than- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I wasn't a stormtrooper. <laughs> I will give him credit, though, by the way, of the one sketch that was worth because like it's the since I've come back, it's not been very good. But if you find one sketch from Bill Burr's episode, it's that they did a Boston sketch where it's just Uh like a Sam Adams commercial and he's just Mm -hmm. being a guy from Boston. That was good stuff. That is good stuff that 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 usually works when you're when they're able to actually write a real person from Boston, like not a, not a fictitious person, but a real just piece of Boston crap. Yeah. I will tune in for that because it is hilarious. What 100% of the time. And I'm speaking as someone who spent a, recently, relatively recently spent like 48 hours in Boston and met so many of those people that <laughs> like Jesus oh, yeah. fuck. This isn't this isn't a unicorn. God damn it. You're you're everywhere. No, I think that's the thing is like, because you and I have both spent some significant time in Boston. Uh, you you're way more and, so than me, for sure. But but that's the thing you realize is like, no, that's it's not a stereotype. Like that's just a person. Like that is yeah. <laughs> like you meet that guy and you meet several versions of that guy if you are just in the city long enough. Remember that remember that that uh that Dunkin' Donuts commercial that was Casey Affleck? Yeah. And he was he was holding his he was standing in the Dunkin' Donuts, but holding his arm out the door with his with a lit cigarette. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. I'm outside. It's outside. <laughs> yeah, and the the Bill Burr sketch was very much sort of, uh, you know, in the same lane as that Casey Affleck Dunkin' Donuts commercial, which is also hilarious. Like it, it was pretty much the same structure as that, except they did it as a Sam Adams beer commercial. But I still laughed just as hard this time. Like, okay, I'm gonna have yeah. to check that out then. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but all of that to say, there was I got on this subject because I wanted to talk about Donald Trump impressions and. Uh, I I was kind of thrown off because I thought I finally found a good impression of Donald Trump all this time in. Uh, and uh, he's not here to defend himself. But the other uh, person that I do a show with, I sent it to him very excitedly. I sent it to you as well. Like I sent it to both of you. And he was like, yes. this is uh, he was like, this is funny material, but this guy sounds nothing like Donald Trump. And it really threw me off because Andy McIntyre is very adamant that this guy sounds nothing like Donald Trump. And uh, it referred to it as a Twilight Zone episode where he was <laughs> acting as if we were all pig faced. And, uh, you know, oh, like, I see. I see. 
Uh, but I, I think you've already listened to this, but I want to play. I want to send it out to the listeners. I just want everybody to, to be the judge because I think this is a good impression. Uh, and I, you know, you would think I would. James Austin Johnson is the name of the guy. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, he's a comedian. He's an actor. He's, uh, you know, is on all the social media stuff. Like he was in Better Call Saul. He's in Future Man. Uh, but he posted this video and I thought this was great. So I'm going to play mm-hmm. a little bit of it. Weird Al. Don't we love Weird Al, folks? Folks, we love Weird Al. We love Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al, an American original. He's got more money than sin. More money. He's probably, I don't know. Maybe he's got more money than me. I don't know if he's got more money than me, but he's got a lot of it. He's got a lot of spunk and he's got a lot of talent. I've never seen anybody who gets famous playing accordion. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Who's who's doing accordion? And I, we don't even know how it works. Science doesn't even know how it works. He gets the piano and he just he squeezes it, and it sounds really crazy. And Weird Al figured it out. God bless him. We think it's great that Weird Al figured out that accordion. I don't even know how they do. We don't even know how we do it. Does it need batteries? We'll never know, we'll never know, and science doesn't know. But Weird Al was very mean to Coolio, not very nice. Coolio was very upset with Mr. Weird Al. He didn't do, he didn't ask for the rights. He just went and did Amish Paradise, and he just didn't even ask for the rights. He didn't even ask for, when he did Gangster's Paradise, he had such a big hit with Gangster, Gangster's Paradise. And you know, with Amish Paradise, the, he, what they do, is they take the music and they steal the whole thing. They just steal the music and they write a new words and it's a new song and everyone goes, oh, it's so great. Are they? And he writes new words to it and suddenly it's funny. Best comedy album. It'll never get best music. Never get best album. Breakout star. It'll never do it. They'll never get it to them. No CMAs, nothing. But people buy it. They like it because it's a good product. And <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm particularly fond of the note because it does feel weirdly like Donald Trump of like, it'll never win best album. It only wins best comedy album, but yeah, it's also a good impression because, um, he didn't do any fact checking Yeah, and all all of that was incorrect. Well, no, what I love. Yeah. I I think it's amazing in that, like, there's a kernel of a real story that it's based on <laughs> that mm-hmm. he's getting all of the details wrong about <laughs> and he's just very confidently rambling about something that he understands like five percent of yes he's disparaging someone for doing a thing that he didn't actually do <laughs> so but yeah so i and i feel like i should it's a. Uh, Shrimp J A J is his Instagram that I got that from because I do because okay. I want to give him credit because that's I just played that directly from his Instagram but uh, no I like I feel like it's a good impression like well I want to let Andy know that if he's in the Twilight Zone he is not alone oh. because I I really don't think that's a good Donald Trump impression <laughs> you don't no I think. I think you're in a deli on the Upper East Side, and you hear that person talking, and you say, that kind of sounds like Donald Trump. I definitely know it isn't. And then you turn around, and it is, um, you know, it's not Donald Trump. It's It's a skinny man with coffee breath that you really hope doesn't say anything about your ironic shirt that you're wearing as you leave the deli. Because he wants to have a conversation with everyone. I think that's what's going on. It's like almost, it's, if someone actually sounded like that, I would say you kind of sound like Donald Trump. But I would, I, I just, to say, let me backpedal a little bit. Okay. It's a, it's a good impression. It's not great. I think it's as good as any impression I've, I've seen aired on anything, basically. I don't know. But I, I think what I where I started this and we got on a very uh, abrupt tangent about SNL is like, I don't feel like anyone has nailed Donald Trump. And I think some of it is I don't think he sounds the same as he used to. Like, I think he sounds different now. Uh, and 
I like what I think is really good about this impression. The reason that I really enjoyed it is I think he comes the closest to really capturing how like he captures the speech pattern, which I think is the hardest part. Like just. Yes. Yes, indeed. The speech pattern is hard. Also, he has the breathing down because I can hear him breathing like I can always hear the president breathing. Yeah, I think that's because it. He's, he's in such poor health and shape. <laughs> no, I think that's what it is. It's like you because I I try not to listen to our president talk as much as possible. <laughs> but it seeps in uh, and I feel like you just end up hearing it and it's always jarring to me. Like it's always I just I want to like if we could all take a moment to just agree on that. It's like it's still pretty jarring at the end of this term of him being a president that that guy is our president and that like, oh yeah it's yeah. weird every time he goes on television and speaks well listen i don't i don't i can't speak too much of that because <clears throat> i am and i guess this is about halfway through the show this is the big reveal i suppose um i am the last undecided vote in america oh i thought it was uh i thought it was what's his name from ken bone i thought ken bone was trying to capture that again ken Ken bone is a is a weak-minded little fuck that's what (laughs) ken bone is I am stubborn as hell, and I have not this. I am on the fence. I'm being courted by both sides, we'll just, and uh, we'll see what happens. Would it help you to know that both sides love fracking? They're super they, big into it. This is <laughs> this is a, a sticking point for me, yeah, because the environment is very important. Mm-hmm. And so I asked both candidates. This is in private because they court me in private. Mm-hmm. Is how important I am. I get yeah. wined and dined. And uh, uh, they both uh, – I posed that question to them about the environment and neither one of them give a fuck. Yeah. So it was really, it was really hard. I couldn't come to a decision there. Well, it was so, weird because they actually met you at, like at a site where they were both actively fracking, right? Like the whole time. Yeah, they had to shout over the machine. They, they were shouting and as the ground was <laughs> vibrating from all the underground vibrations, um, they both said, now just picture money shooting up. Out of the ground, Lars. And I said, oh, I, I come. No, I get it. I get it, fellas. Can I, um, since you bravely came out and admitted that, I would like to say for the record, not only am I not undecided, uh, mm-hmm. but just to make it clear, I voted. They sent me mm-hmm. the thing. I filled it <laughs> out. I put it in a ballot. And I even had an app tracker thing that you can do. Like, I don't know if it's just LA or everyone can do it, but it tells me they accepted it. My vote is being counted. My ballot was not rejected. I'm saying all of that to say, stop mailing shit to my house. I voted. (laughs) (laughs) I get five pieces of mail a day telling me how I should vote. And I have already done it. And uh, also, I'm not going to vote yes on Prop 22. You can do all of the propaganda that you want not voting for it so yes julia asked me just the other day she said why do i get all all this um all this texting spam and all this crap in the mailbox and you don't get any of it and i said you made the mistake of registering with one of the two major political parties (laughs) (laughs) that does it yeah that'll do it that Uh, that will do it um I don't. I don't know how that. I don't know how that whole uh, tangent started. Um, you know, the, yeah, it's the it's the it's the speech pat. The, the the reason why this guy goes, he does. This guy does two things for me that take me out of it every time. One is he gets gravelly on the vowels every single time, and uh, I shouldn't say every single time. A lot of the time he gets gravelly. Ah, oh, on those, and the president doesn't really do that. The second thing is he goes up a lot, like a um, someone who was doing I don't know, like a like a like if someone was in Fiddler on the Roof <laughs> and they wanted to end a sentence, <laughs> they <laughs> he'll do. And those two things just stick in my craw of I don't th- I I don't associate that with the the way the the president speaks. I will say though he looks like a skinny version of the president because you sent me bit. the yeah. video. 
Yeah, I think a it's it. I, He's got the ginger hair and kind of the kind of the same sort of pronounced nose. I will say that the like weirdly, I think watching him help sell it, and it's it that's odd to say because I don't think that he looks like it's not like you would look at him and be like, is that Donald Trump? But it's like right. watching him speak. It kind of does evoke something about like I think the impression does kind of count on uh, his face a little bit too yeah <laughs> yeah sure 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 yeah sure if it, you have to have that kind of face that looks like it's um uh i don't know you have to have the face of someone who looks like it's going to make diarrhea rain on your face for a little while but i i do feel like we've been we've been deprived and it's you know it's something where you know, it's weird because he's so distinct, but it's like every other president like before him in recent memory kind of had something that you could kind of latch on to if you wanted to do an impression uh, that you could at least like get there. You know, obviously with Obama, it was sort of the pauses. It was like, uh, you could just do yeah. that a lot and you kind of captured something about him. You know, uh, obviously, George Bush, uh, you know, W was just Will Ferrell, like really captured just yeah. his like. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, Clinton had the uh, smooth, Clinton, raspy. Clinton's, Every, Clinton's like Schwarzenegger. Everyone has that impression in their pocket. Yeah. Like, even if it's a bad one, you can still, they can start doing it unprompted and you say, well, that's Bill Clinton. That's yeah. obviously Bill Clinton. And then I feel like Dana Carvey just gave us knock on that, which I don't even think is, but that's just, that's what we all uh, yeah, accepted. No one does an impression of HW. They do an impression <laughs> of Dana Carvey doing an impression of George HW. But I just, I think that's what we're five years in and I don't think i guess baldwin's it but i don't i don't think anyone has given us the definitive donald trump impression and i think that's a shame i think that that's yeah well i think it's i think it's like you said like how do you how do you mimic the speech patterns of yeah. someone who's who definitely has dementia yeah you know what i mean like yeah how do you mimic the patterns of someone who doesn't who wants to say several things at one time so they can't then be pinned down to the objective truth yeah and like i said we're at a point where i feel like alec baldwin really like he humanized like he makes him to it's filtered through alec baldwin so you're like i don't know this sounds more reasonable when he says it i don't know <laughs> he's literally because they don't write these sketches anymore he's literally saying what donald trump said but like better somehow like. yes some somehow better and and also you know alec baldwin um metaphorically speaking is on the other side of the aisle and he is also a giant douchebag so oh, yeah. what the fuck do like you, you picked another douchebag to do an impression of the powerful douchebag but i hate both these douchebags well you know so, what since, since we're here this isn't where i planned to go but since we're here i do need to say something because, okay. like I said, I'm I'm your last defender, Saturday Night Live. I still watch your stupid show every week. <laughs> what the fuck is happening with Jim Carrey being Joe Biden? Why did you think this was a good idea? What were did you hoping? Did they do that? I didn't even know they did that. Jim Carrey has, for the past three weeks, played Joe Biden. Three weeks! On Saturday Night Live. He... Let me just give you, Lars, the, the comedy that you're missing, because... Uh, I just sounded. I just sounded like an old timey prospector. <laughs> Three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you want to guess who's playing Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris. I couldn't. I couldn't begin to guess from that cast. I couldn't begin. Well, Jim Carrey isn't on that cast, so yeah. actually, I couldn't guess. As a matter of fact, Maya Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Okay, but well, you know what? Now, when you see those two on screen, this is why it works for him. Yeah. When you see those two on screen, Jim Carrey looks way more like Joe Biden than Maya Rudolph looks like Kamala Harris. I would agree with for that. For sure. I would agree. With, and they do good with the makeup. Like, the, that's the only nice thing I will say is that whoever is doing his makeup makes him look a lot like Joe Biden. And then he speaks okay. and ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's basically um, just goes like, somebody stop me. And he talks out of his ass. Or he's he's just doing like bad fire marshal bill. You know, like yeah. he's basically they literally they would should have been like the biggest like tee up for them was, you know, that that fly that fly landed in Mike Pence's hair right. at the debate. And uh, 
they somehow turned that into an overly long sketch where Jim Carrey as Joe Biden was watching the debate and he was upset with Mike Pence. So they he got into a machine a la the movie The Fly and then um, he he turned himself into a fly and he was the fly on Mike Pence's head. And then Jim Carrey just started doing a Jeff Goldblum impression as a fly on the head of Mike Pence. Uh, I'm trying to think of a version of that. That if it were pitched to me, I wouldn't shoot down immediately. Oh, I forgot. Hold on. I didn't do this justice because the other half of it was that then Keenan Thompson as Herman Cain also showed up as a fly and there were two flies. Isn't Herman Cain dead? He is dead, but he's still tweeting. (laughs) Is that a reality? Herman Cain is tweeting? Yeah. So, oh my God, dude. You know what? I'm glad we got here because, you know, we we don't I've done a disservice as your friend to the undecided voter for leaving you out on the important stuff. So Herman Cain died. Uh, His Twitter account still tweets. But it often tweets about the fact that the coronavirus, the thing that killed Herman Cain, is being uh-huh. overblown. Like it supports in 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 support of Donald Trump, but often to be like, this virus isn't deadly. Like no one's getting okay. sick. And it's like the literally they so had to change it. The but- funny thing is the funny thing is they made them change then because it used to say Herman Cain. Like after he died, Herman Cain's Twitter was tweeting. It now says the Cain gang. So they they don't let them call them because it has a blue verified check mark too. <laughs> oh Christ Almighty! Are you like you're my friend? I I would never presume that you would just be lying to me right now. But it are you? We can cut this out if you want. But are you doing a bit right now? No, I wish I was doing a bit. Herman Cain's ghost tweets about COVID not being serious. It's almost as if I mean, not almost as if that's the same thing. <clears throat> as someone being uh, uh the the <laughs> being convicted of your murder and you you coming back as a ghost and saying yeah the person killed me but i mean they're they're not bad or anything i mean let them come out and r- just run around free you don't have to be afraid of this person this person doesn't kill people just killed me yeah, no, but that's the thing is the the account was being used to basically like um you know downplay how serious like they would retweet stories saying like you know the panic is overblown uh you know you don't really have to worry about how serious it is like from the account of a guy that is uh that that's how he died was at a Trump rally he got covid and then he died so, okay. All right. That's all of that is a reality that I'm going to object to, but accept. Back to this stupid ass sketch, though. Like, so he. Jim Carrey's watching, and then he turns into a fly. And then, and then Jim Carrey becomes Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, because he's Jim Carrey, so he just drops any pretense of pretending to be Joe Biden and is just doing a Jeff. Which I will say this: his Jeff Goldblum is better than his Joe Biden. So, uh-huh. well, Jeff Goldblum—that's not one of the toughies. No. And then, and then Herman Cain shows up also as a fly, and he's like, "What? You you want to buy some pizza? I'm only just thinking of 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 the the dumbest button to get out of this mess that they've created." I don't even remember. I just remember that they talked like they both met. Like, I think they both I think it might have been pitched that there was Herman Cain had been reincarnated as a fly. Herman Cain had been reincarnated as a fly. It's just. I don't know how you watch it. That's all. I'm just. Hey, how do you watch it? I. It's increasingly because you were you were explaining you were explaining you were explaining it to me, and when you said Keenan Thompson, I thought, oh well, I'm in, 
Keenan's always good for a laugh. He's a goofy son of a bitch. And then uh Herman Cain fly. I don't I don't know what to do with that. I'm I I d- never trust me, I three we three he's been Joe Biden for three weeks. Why is he Joe Biden? Because all the they, people in the world they could have brought in to be Joe Biden. Well, what's funny is they had a great Joe Biden that is a former SNL cast member who is Jason Sudeikis. Like he does yeah. a great Joe Biden. It's better. Sudeikis is a good is a good good Biden. They yeah. also, I don't know. I think they've painted themselves into this corner where you know they because of Alec Baldwin that they think they need celebrities. They had Larry David being uh, you know Bernie Sanders. I mm-hmm. think they mm-hmm. think that they need celebrities because. I don't know if you know this, but before this comeback season, like last year or whatever, they had uh, Woody Harrelson be Joe Biden for at least one episode. Yeah. No shit. Which was better, but still not great. No, that is that is not good. But it's I don't think I don't think it's even better. It's lateral at best, but still very not good. Well, it's just I mean, look, like Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey. Uh, I, <laughs> we can litigate his career on a later date, <laughs> uh, but it's just it, what, and I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's what SNL, like, cause they, they asked him to do it. So presumably they, they were familiar with like who he was, but it's just, he's being brought in as if it is in living color in the nineties. Like that's the way he's approaching playing Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Mike Pence? Oh, they see that's the only cast member. It's Beck Bennett. He gets to be Mike Pence. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But see, I also, by the way, I think that the fly thing is, I I think the problem too, so it's bad. They got Jim Carrey and I think that was a bad choice. But I also think that they put themselves in this corner where they have Jim Carrey. And so they're like, well, we're not going to not like, because that week was the vice presidential debate. You didn't need a Joe Biden for a sketch about the vice presidential debate. But I think they think they have to use him now because they have him. You know, and I think that's the issue is like you have him and you have Alec Baldwin. So now you have pressure to find reasons to shoehorn them into sketches, which is how he ends up being a Jeff Goldblum fly for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Goldblum. He's a Brundlefly. He's a Brundlefly. Of course, it was going to be a Brundlefly. It's just so obvious. You watch these. Political things, especially, you know, big things like the debate or a presidential address or or an inauguration, anything like that. And you just I'm no, um, you know, I'm no professional comedy writer, but uh, I can watch him and just pick out the jokes. They're going to do this. They're going to do this. And just of course, of course, he was Brundlefly because they're they're drawing from a shallow well. Yeah, when it's very, you know, to like it's A to A, you know, which is like a term like, you know, if you do improv or whatever, they always talk about like an A to A joke where you're just you didn't write a sketch. You didn't like come up with an idea. You're just doing the thing like you're just, yeah. you know, like that's the thing that you learn. Like when you do comedy is if someone comes up and they do a monologue or whatever and you're going to improv based on that. If they tell a funny story, you don't just reenact the funny story. You have to go like you know, okay, what else would be funny about this? Or what can I take from this that you wouldn't expect me to? But no, SNL's cold opens have just been, here's the thing. I mean, this week, if you yeah. wanted me to catch you up, so this week you had the two town halls happening at the same time. And... Uh, no! So you had Jim Carrey. See, he's being Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is very calm. So he, at one point, was he he had a Bob Ross afro on and he was painting and talking to the audience and then later they cut back to him and he was putting on a sweater like he was mr rogers but meanwhile get this donald trump he's a different kind of guy right he's 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 not calm like joe biden so what do you think was happening on his debate he got hit by a steel chair like it was a wrestling match 
That's real. That's all exactly what they did this week. Why didn't you know when that's when that story about the Russia hotel room came out? Why didn't they do a Donald Trump R. Kelly sketch about peeing on people? That would have been funny. Because, I would have, I would have laughed at that. Look at them peeing on people. That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, right. Like, I think it's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. Are you talking me out of watching it? I think maybe you're you're having me reevaluate this. <laughs> wasting my... There's nothing it's better to like do, it, Lars. It's, no, there, there isn't. It's just, you know... I, I mean, even if you run out of new stuff to watch, there's old stuff that's still pretty good. You know, 11 seasons of Cheers, for instance. I, dude, um, I, I rewatched Cheers. No, did you like during this lockdown? I did. I actually, I started uh, a free tip out there if anyone's looking for anything. I just started watching Fresh Off the Boat. That's pretty good. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, Yeah. enjoy that. Um, shit, man. It's just—it's always so obvious. Even when they start a sketch, it—it's either so avant-garde. And trying to be random so hard that I don't care about it, or I just get it like right away. Like the first setup within twenty five seconds of a sketch starting, but I I see it. I see the whole thing panned out. It, it's just laying on the table there, and I'm looking at the whole goddamn thing. So yeah, I'm good. But I'm I will good. say, <laughs> I, I will say sometimes they do. Like there's still good stuff that gets through. You know, like any sketch show. There's still good sketches that happen. Julio Torres, if you ever look him up, he's really hilarious. And he, I believe, still writes for them. He was at least as of last season writing for them. He does good stuff. Right on. Yeah, there's lots of good people on there who I'm wondering, like, you know, we all want a steady paycheck. But I think you guys could do better. But whatever. That's your thing. I just feel like I honestly am at a point where I almost wish they would just stop dealing with politics like it's not their thing like i think they feel obligated to do it but they don't really want to take any kind of stance and it's just this really sad toothless waste of time yeah yeah because if you're gonna do it you have to make it interesting you know i i remember you know way way back in the day um uh there was an an episode you know now Chevy Chase being Gerald Ford and just falling all over the place, notwithstanding. Then you had yeah. uh, Carter. Dan Aykroyd was Carter, and he was on a, sh- a talk show where someone called in, and they were having a bad acid trip. And he, like, talked them down off the acid trip and, like, knew what kind of acid the guy was on and shit. And that's, yeah. I mean, that, and that was in, you know, the, the late 70s, talking about a president knowing about hallucinogenic drugs. That's That's something. You know? Well, and to to your point, too, because you kind of went by it pretty quickly, but to, to go back to the Chevy Chase thing where he was playing Ford, like, uh, to kind of speaks to, like, the avant-garde nature of the show back then, they pretty much just said he was Ford. There wasn't much of an attempt. They, like, put him yeah. in a suit, and they said he was Gerald Ford, and then he fell. Like, that was it. Like, I feel like they spend so much time now, and like I said, I mean, I mean it. Like, they whoever does the makeup for... Joe Biden and and Donald Trump does a really good job. They really make those two men look as much like the people that they're playing as possible. But it's like they're so focused on those details now. And like, yeah, back then it was just like, I don't know. We're just going to say that it's him. And then he trips like that was the bit. And it's funny. Yeah, no, straight like, it up. works. Like, I think I th- like when Dan Aykroyd was Gerald Ford, I think he still had his his fucking mustache. Yeah. And- Jimmy yeah, Carter, Caesar Jimmy Romero Carter did not have a mustache. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's not. But it doesn't matter because it, you're writing something that's funny. So who gives a shit? Yeah. You well, know? I think that's the thing. Is like people will be way more forgiving of like the impression or whatever if you write funny material. <laughs> like straight. And it's not like when you say biting. Yes, I, we all like it when it's biting. When they are pushing the edge. When they're they're talk like they're making fun of shit that no one even really wants to even talk about um but then again one of the one of the funniest things is when um um they cut to will ferrell as george w bush for the for an answer to a question and he's playing with a ball of yarn oh yeah yeah (laughs) i mean 
No, I also, by the way, like seriously, Molly and I ended up uh, on YouTube watching some of the old like Sudeikis uh, stuff from that vice presidential debate when it was like Joe Biden's uh-huh. vice presidential debate. And it it still holds up as really funny because he's just like, he's like, yeah, uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's where I'm from. Uh, it's a real shithole. I love it. Like, yeah, he's just simultaneously yeah. be like, that's my hometown. It's great. It's uh, it's garbage dump. You can't stand. I never want to go back. <laughs> Like, and they're just doing, that's the bit is that he's simultaneously talking about how great and how terrible it is, like all in the same breath. Like, that's good stuff. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, let's shift gears. We got a little bit of time left and I want to talk about something completely different. This is not politics. I'm going to read to you a little little bit from a, a Miami Herald article. Okay. Um, oh, the Miami Herald had, has Local viewed Miami-Dade County court documents seeking an injunction against Phil Collins' ex-wife, and they're pretty jaw-dropping, even by Miami standards. In a mut in a <laughs> mut shell, in a nutshell, uh, Oriane Sevy Sevy C E V E Y apparently broke up with Collins via text back in August, and then went off and got hitched to her musician boyfriend in Las Vegas. Here's the rub. Despite the fact that they're so over, this is like I love. I love that these are the. This is how stuff's written at the Miami Herald. This is saucy. Uh, but uh, she still wants to live in the Rockers' thirty-three million dollar mansion. So yeah, basically, uh, like the um. Yeah, I, sorry. This article, the way I was trying to go to the source, but I'm going to go back to there's a Boing Boing article that basically says uh, former Genesis frontman Phil Collins uh, met Oriane Sevy in 1994 when he was on tour in Switzerland. She was 21. He was 44. They got engaged in 1997, got married in 99, had two kids and then split up in 2006, uh, where she received a record setting forty six point seven million dollars settlement. Um Ten years later, they announced they were back together, living with kids, and it all seemed as well. Then in August, she broke up with Collins via text message, and she had gone to Vegas, married a businessman. And now, according to a lawsuit filed by Collins, Sevy and her new husband, Tom Bates, are allegedly living in his $33 million Miami beachfront mansion, and they've hired four armed guards to protect them. So What in the the holy hell? Yeah, Yeah, so this story is Phil Collins' ex-wife apparently got remarried and is just like by force has taken over his house. And it goes on to say like apparently part of the lawsuit is like he has like records and stuff in there that he's like there is irreplaceable memorabilia in the house. Uh, But yeah, his his ex-wife has taken his house by force. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I'm excited we're doing these sorts of stories now on this show. But that's yeah, insane. Right? She just said, like, I'm I'm breaking up with you. I'm marrying this guy. This place is mine now. And if you try to come on the pro- – I guess does Phil Collins get shot if he tries to walk onto his own property? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, I think she pulled a full <laughs> I'm the captain now. Like, she, she Captain Phillips yeah. did. Like, it's her house now. That's – wild well what's holy shit what's phil collins doing <laughs> um I, I i he's suing i guess like that's he he filed a lawsuit to try to get his house back holy hell that's insane you have to file a lawsuit in order to not walk onto your own property without getting shot and also with your 33 million dollar house <laughs> 33 million for a house. If it makes you feel better, it's in Florida. So you would have to. <laughs> Which also, this is just like, does Florida do this to people or do people just move to Florida because they're like this? Like. Someone, someone would ask him, um, Mr. Collins, do you, um, um, do you do you recall the year in which you bought this house? And he says, "I remember." 
Yeah, that's. I mean, he's definitely on the stand, and they're like, uh, "Mr. Collins, can you describe uh, what happened?" And he was like, "Yeah, I was there, and I saw what they did. I saw it with my own two eyes." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, obviously that's what he says. You know, she <laughs> she said a lot of defamatory stuff about you. Do you have any you have any response to that, Mr. Collins? It's all been a pack of lies. It's it's all been a, been a pack of lies. Yeah. <laughs> boo, 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 doo, doo. What if he had a drum set? <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Is the guy she got with Peter mm-hmm. Gabriel? Because this sounds like some horse shit. <laughs> no, it, they had his name. I already forgot what it was. But uh, yeah, Tom Bates. Tom Bates, listen. I just discovered that th- this man exists. Sounds like a dick, though, living in yeah. Phil Collins's house without his permission. What do you think? Like, so here's the here's my the the part that I wanted. So there's four armed guards that presumably what their job is to just look for Phil Collins, right? <laughs> 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 like they're just sitting there with a poster of Genesis like like everyone who drives by they just look at the poster and then look at the the driver of the car and like all right you're fine you keep going if it's you look we get a lot of traffic by this house i want you to always keep an eye on the oldest looking hipster because he comes he comes in many disguises like because honestly if you put a wig on phil collins i wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup no yeah he just had hair if he had a glorious mane of hair (laughs) yes yes indeed a hat i could probably find him but if he had a mane of hair (laughs) there's no way i'm finding phil collins (laughs) (laughs) How <laughs> you get four? There's four of them versus one Phil Collins. Look, I I'm not a tough man. You you know that about me. You've known me a long time. But I'm pretty sure I alone could stop Phil Collins from entering a premises. Like I'm pretty confident in that. Um. Yeah. I no. I um. I believe you could because Phil Collins is the the same hat age as my father. <laughs> And um, I don't think he's hopping any fences. I don't. By the way, you want to know uh, the uh, the age of Phil Collins? Hmm. He's sixty nine. Nice, nice. <laughs> so yeah, the, like four people for a Phil Collins, and also you know you might live in a thirty three million dollar home. I get. I don't know who this woman is. I don't know where where she made her fortune if she has one, but uh, uh, Phil. Collins has been killing it in the charts for the better part of four decades now. And I think he can, uh, I think we're in an arms race is what I'm saying. Yeah. I also, this, I'm now realizing the more we talk about it, this is not dissimilar from the episode of the Simpsons where the carnies steal the Simpsons house. (laughs) A bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody look at me. I'm James Bond. <laughs> and he's just wearing Homer's clothes. <clears throat> I'm also wondering, do you think so you could flush Phil Collins, Phil Collins out? Five dudes. Oh, say what now? I was just going to say, do you think that you could flush Phil Collins out like Roger Rabbit style? You know how they did the shave and a haircut thing in Roger Rabbit when they were trying to fly? Do you think if you just kept saying it's all been a pack of lies, like, do you think he has to like burst out and do the drum solo? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Can he get the rest of well, Genesis? Do you think like could Gen- are they all still alive? I don't know. But like could Genesis just like reform to to take the house back? You know, I I I don't see him and Gabriel uh getting together to do any project together whether it's storming a house, making an album or you know 
assembling a Lego set. I don't know how well they collaborate. That sucks. He'd be really helpful. He has that sledgehammer. (laughs) Also, um, (laughs) the other people from Genesis, I'm not 100% sure that they existed. <laughs> there were, I know that there were more people in the Land of Confusion video that were made into weird looking yeah. puppets. <laughs> yeah, so were, that's all I know for sure. Uh, which, by the way, to tie it all together, you want to talk about some biting political commentary. The Ronald Yo. Reagan in that Land of Confusion video. Yeah, that was a scary Ronald Reagan. That's good. And then he, he accidentally, he's so befuddled at the end that he accidentally presses the button to nuke everybody. That's right. That's right. Yeah, here's a here's another president who definitely has dementia. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I we're we're out of time. I'm gonna make you guys a promise. Uh, going forward, we're not gonna be political much. Hopefully, hopefully we reach a point in 2020 wh- or 2021 where we don't ever need to talk about the president ever again, and we don't think about him every waking moment. Uh, but I will make you a promise, and that is I will update you on every new detail of this Phil Collins story. Uh, we're willing to – we'll pivot to just like a true crime but only about Phil Collins uh, podcast in the future if that's what you guys want. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, we should be we should be all over that. We should have a we should have a spinoff podcast that just investigating what Phil Collins is doing about storming this Miami mansion. Can we call it in the air tonight? Do you get sued for that? How does that like? Um, no, he doesn't own those set of words in that order. Okay, all right. Yeah. Look for that yeah. then. Coming soon to the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. There we go. Speaking of which, I'm still undecided on my vote. So if you want to make suggestions, my Twitter handle is at free Mr. Clark. That's mine. That's with don't all leave. of your political no. suggestions. At it's at free Mr. Clark. No, it's at the Lars Peter. I already voted. Don't send me stuff. Don't tell me who to vote for. Also, if you live in California and you haven't voted, vote no on Prop 22. Yeah. Uh, and remember, question everything. <laughs> At free Mr. Clark. No. Use them and let's start trying 
to make it a place worth fighting for. Promises that we know we'll never keep. This is the time, this is the place where we look for the future. But there's not much love going around. Can't you see this is the land of confusion? But this is the world we live in, and these are the hands we give. Use them and let's start trying To make it a place worth living in This is the world we live in And these are the names we give out Stand up and let's start showing Just where our lives are going to Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. Sometimes, they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy, do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.